My name is Clarence Rick Napier, CEO of 321BizDev LLC, a bilingual English-Spanish consulting firm based in Sacramento County, California, broadcasting and recording from Atlanta, Georgia this weekend. 321BizDev is not a marketing company. 321BizDev is a sales system and business development company supporting attorneys, CPAs, dentists. We just added home health providers uh, and plastic surgeons, insurance brokers, and real estate brokers. And for traditional small business owners, we support restaurants, tattoo shops, boutique shops, hairstylists, HVAC companies, and plumbers. We provide expert sales productivity and sales performance solutions for growth that work. I can be reached at 726-999-0999. Spanish-speaking business owners anywhere in the U.S. can call our bilingual English-Spanish development specialist, Vice President Jaylene Rodriguez, who speaks fluent Spanish and fluent English, and her number is 786-697-3400. Today's podcast episode guest is Valencia Burton, who runs Buddha International Realty based in Tracy, California, a native of East Oakland. Valencia is probably, in my opinion, and uh, I'm usually right, she's probably the best real estate broker in the state of California. So without further delay, I would like to welcome Valencia Burton to the 321 Biz Development uh, Podcast. Hello, Valencia. How are you doing? Hi, Rick. I'm doing great. And I am so glad that you are a recurring podcast guest because, like I told our good friend Renee, you are like a a a a jewel that was sitting out there. And I know that you you know what you're doing, but we need to let more people know what you know because you you have the information. All listeners, all buyers and sellers, and attorneys, and 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 just regular business owners who need real estate advice, whether they're buying or selling or investing, you have the information. So thank you for coming back to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So today we want to talk about the San Francisco Bay Area and a lot is happening. I'm out here in Georgia uh, for the week and I will tell you that a lot of people in Georgia that I'm running into They know what's happening in, in California and specifically San Francisco. In fact, I met three people already uh, in, in the last three hours who just moved here from California. So I have some questions to ask you about the San Francisco real estate market. So why did you want to talk about the San Francisco uh, Bay Area real estate market today? Primarily, I wanted to educate the public on what is transpiring with the consumption and transferring of real estate wealth. I also wanted to elaborate on how this benefits people um, so they can have discernment when making choices in the current market. And they can also, this is a good time for them to review their goals to see if this is a good time to transition into progress for those financial goals. I also wanted to bridge and connect with other real estate agents and brokers in other areas like Atlanta, Texas, Florida, because there are many people that are migrating out. There's an influx of people migrating out of California as well right now. 
And I would like to be uh, a point of contact for those people who might be wanting to get some of that business down in Atlanta, Texas you know, or Florida, because there are many people who are migrating out at that need a smooth transition right now. That's awesome. That's, that's a great uh, place to start. So my next question is, what is the current state of real estate in the San Francisco Bay Area? Right now in the San Francisco Bay Area, we're having a big boom, very big boom market. It's considered right now a seller's market because of the supply versus demand. And what that means is there is more um, more of a demand and less of a supply, which increases the values of homes. So you're seeing a lot of overbidding. There may be 25 bids on one house. So you see, and then some people, because they have the capital now, they're paying overvalue for these houses. The pandemic has attributed to this, the COVID-19 pandemic, because now you're having people who can work from home. So now instead of them having to commute, they can go out even further to get the home that they want, want and they can still work the job with the same income. So what you're finding out is there's a lot of movement, a lot of demand, and the low interest rates that are historically low is also driving the demand because you can buy more house with a low interest rate. Before we had interest rates in the other market that was like five, six percent. Well, when you go down to like a two percent interest rate, of course you're gonna see now the payments drop, you can qualify for more house. It just is more enticing to buyers. So now we have a lot of buyers that are in the market world throughout the United States nation. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So that's the current state of real estate. So let's, let's, let's look into our um, virtual crystal ball. And my next question is what is the developing state of real estate um, you know, say outside the San Francisco Bay Area. In other words, what do you see if you look out six months to 12 months? What do you see happening outside the, the 415, the 510, the 408, the 925 area codes? What do you see happening? So you're going to see, once again, like the migration. So you're spe- uh, there, there's a lot of people who their jobs have changed. And what that is, is once the pandemic came in, people had to work from home because of shelter in place. What the jobs start realizing is, well, this is better because now, number one, the jobs didn't have to have an infrastructure of the commercial real estate. And then number two, it worked out better for the employees because now they are um, working from home. So it's more of a work-life balance. What you're seeing is now within the next six to 12 months, that's going to remain because now these companies are saying, well, just stay at home and work from home because they saw the progress and growth in their company of a person who isn't stressed out trying to commute to work versus someone who's at home. It's better. So now with that being said, in the coming times, right now you will have people 
figuring out, do I want to buy or do I want to sell? Because that is timing right now. They're looking at forwarding into, say, the summer and the fall. And as you know, in the summertime, that's where the most movement happens because the children are out of school and you can go into a situation where you can change schools at that time without them interrupting their studies. So six to 12 months from now, you're still going to see a lot of migration in different areas of California, outside of the state. Real estate right now, we're all looking at this, this, this current market going, how long is this going to last? What I would say is instead of waiting for six to 12 months, if you are looking at maybe selling now, do it. Don't wait six to 12 months because in six to 12 months, it may have slowed down. So I would say come back to the current time now and this is the best time to take action. In six to 12 months, we may see that it starts leveling out a little bit. But right now, we're not for sure because interest rates are still low and we're not for sure what's going to happen with our economy. There's a lot of money that's coming from the stimulus money that just got signed with this new bill from the, the president. A lot of money is coming into the market again. So what happens is it keeps the, the economy going forward, flourishing. And then you have to remember that these people, a lot of them that have money, number one, they have a lot of equity in their houses that are selling. And then you have a lot of the Silicon Valley people who have those $150,000, $200,000 a year jobs where they can go into the market and just let's buy now instead of those higher rents. So six to 12 months from now, you're going to see that a lot of people have migrated in many different areas. And a lot of homes have been sold. Mm -hmm. In mm -hmm. fact, my son uh, who worked or who works at a downtown Los Angeles, a utility company is moving back home today, this weekend, because he can work from Northern California, even though his employer is in Southern California. So you Absolutely. are right on track. I mean, I just, I mean, I never thought I'd see that. He, here he is. You know, 23 year old, you know, making something shy of $100,000, he's going to be living back in Northern California, even though his job is in Southern California. And you know, Los Angeles commercial real estate at some point was, uh, you know, I mean, like 12 months ago and two years ago was like very expensive. And now I'm, I'm trying to wonder what is the price of this, what is the value of this real estate worth when? Employers now are figuring out they don't really need the, uh, the, the people sitting behind those desks and those 18 uh, story, uh, you know, office buildings. So that's, that's amazing. It is. It is. Honestly, so here, I think it's better. Oh, go ahead. I think it's better to have the work life balance for the employees because overall, what you're going to see is people having less stress in their lives. And when you have someone who is working a job, that employer wants that person to be able to be a hundred percent. So if I, if they don't have to commute and they can work from home, they're going to get more out of that employee 
versus that employee not being present when they show up to that job because they have had to travel through commuting, getting up very early, those sorts of things, dropping off children at school sometimes. So now they're getting more actually. And that, like I said, the profit and progress of some of these companies, they've seen um, a difference. Yeah, I will tell you just from personal experience, when I used to commute from Sacramento to the Bay Area, uh, which was about, on average, about 100 miles one way, I used to get up at 4.30 in the morning and leave my house at between 4.45 and 5 just to be in, in a San Francisco uh, office at 7.30 to 8 o'clock. So I had a, a minimum two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour commute back and forth, Valencia. So I can, I mean, I can relate to this so personally. <laughs> yes. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I was so tired. You know, you, you do this like two or three weeks, you know, out of a month, and you do it for a few months out of the year, you can see that your your whole body, uh, your, your your health just starts to change because you never get this, you know, be outside and, and breathe fresh air, you know, um, like early in the morning or by the time you get home. It, it, in other words, it's dark when you leave for work and it's dark when you return from work. That's just uh, not good. This is, no. And that's one of the biggest things that create. And it creates accidents because it's a higher risk of accidents, too, because you have what is called sleep deprivation. And most people, they don't understand that. They don't know that. They feel like, okay, I'm tired. I'll drink coffee. And coffee is the go-to. But what happens over the course of time is the body is, you, the sleep that the body loses it doesn't get back. And so now it's like every single day, the risk is higher because now you're driving under not 100%. It may be 75%. And then the next day you may be 60%. And Saturday and Sunday is just not enough time to recuperate when you have all your personal things that have been, you've been not able to do. Your laundry, your shopping, your gardening, all these things that you have in life that you have put off to Saturday and Sunday, well, where's your rest time? And what I find now is that even though people were, when you're in a situation like that, your body is used to it. So when it stops, it's like, what just happened? So for people now in the throughout California and the ones that are migrating, they're now having this stillness which is actually helping them have clear decisions. They can look in the market and say, hey, this is a good time for us to sell. We had been talking about retiring. You know, this is really a good time for you to actually review and regroup those financial goals of where you want to be. And a lot of people, instead of being caught up in crisis of the pandemic, this can provide enough stillness especially if they have someone like me to talk to or to get information from where they can say, yeah, that's a good idea. Let me pull out my personal financial strategy. Let me look and see where I am today. Hey, I have a couple of hundred thousand dollars equity in my house. Just think about the power in having that and what you can do for your family in this time versus just fully thinking on a crisis that you're in. Right now, it's just a good time for collectively that to transpire. 
And this is why I wanted to share this because a lot of times people are not thinking that way because they are just thinking, oh my God, we're in a pandemic. Well, let's think about the positive right now. Exactly. And that was actually one of my next questions. And if you can, um, I mean, because have you heard, do you remember that song? That, that song, it was titled Go Ahead, Take the Money and Run. I think it was like a pop or rock and roll song. I'm not familiar with that one. I'm going to go ahead and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and use some of my singing skills. It was like, go ahead, take the money and run. It was a rock and roll song, but what it was basically saying was, you know, now might be the time for you to take that money and run. <laughs> and, Absolutely. Uh, and that was kind of like my next question about. When you talked about wealth creation and especially here in the San Francisco Bay Area, because there are people that may be sitting on properties worth, I mean, and I mean, if they had to sell, they would put in their pockets or their bank accounts, 500, 800. And I'm not talking about $800. I'm talking about $800,000. So what are your thoughts on that? And I think also if you can add what we talked about a few weeks ago, when you said how some states don't price their homes in terms of increasing uh, prices, I think you mentioned Texas as a, an example. Talk about what the strategy is in some states of how some people can buy a house and still have 60 to 70 percent of their money left over. So here's something that I have noticed. In California right now, there is a huge land demand and it's just because there's not enough houses on the market so you have more developers looking for land then you have lately within the last year in this pandemic in some parts of california that there has been an increase in value of upwards of 25 percent which is huge especially during a pandemic crisis So now that you have these prices that have soared, okay, of course, some people are thinking, hey, let's sell. What's happening right now as people go and migrate into other states, Texas is a state that I traveled to previously. And I was interested in the development of Texas and their infrastructure, why people wanted to go to this state. Well, number one, what I realized is that Texas provides a life-work balance. And what that means is this. You sell a home in California and you have upwards, say, $200,000 in equity and you go to a place like Texas. Texas has mapped out jobs and not for you to have two jobs like California. One job to take care of things. So now you don't have to worry about, oh, I have to spend 70% of my income or 90% of my income on all my household needs. Because what Texas has done from a developer I actually spoke with is they wanted to make it where the people not only survived in the state, they could thrive. This is all the way down to the infrastructure of the schools because the schools are good enough where you don't have to pay for private schools. So no tuition payments. I, mm. When I talked to the developer when I went out there, I said, I noticed that you 
don't have your prices like California. When we in California, it's huge. The price increases. He said, well, we don't really want that because that really is almost like greed and greed can mess up the flow of a system. I said, well, tell me about that. He said, well, we like a consistent ROI, which is a rate of um, ROI, a rate of um, for return of interest. Yeah, return of investment. And he said, we like a consistent amount. So eight to 10%. That's good. You know, you don't get that from the bank. And I said, that's true. He said, so what we'd like to do is keep the housing market to where it's affordable for the working class people. If they have an affordable house and then the jobs are not super far away, now they can live. Well, now you don't have as much homelessness because see, homelessness starts happening when you have these big booms in these markets, which people get priced out of and stressed out of. And I said, you know, that makes a lot of sense. He said, no, 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 we don't want that. We don't want what you have in California. And no disrespect, but we want to keep, in our state here, we want to keep it going where people, they can have a house. They can have not just a house, they can have a life. So after they get off work, they don't have to work another job. They can come home, spend time with their family. You know, they don't have to drive in two hours to work. He said, and then on top of that, it's affordable. Now they have a certain amount of money after they pay. So typically they pay about 30% of their income to their household needs versus in California, we spend about 90% towards our household needs. I said, that is phenomenal. I know this personally because my cousin moved out there from Los Angeles and validated this story for me. I remember he was not in Texas maybe a month thriving after leaving Los Angeles. And he actually asked about some investment tips. And I thought to myself, how do you have money to invest? Well, he's doing well now. Him and his wife were able to get jobs that not were only just average jobs. Two people and you're making $100,000 together in Texas? Oh my God, this is awesome. Now you can be a mother and a father to your children. You can have a life on the weekends that just does not consume you because you're so tired from sleep deprivation. There are so many attributes that go along with this and the developers create this infrastructure. The people in Texas create this infrastructure. Now with the current thing that just happened with the energy grid in Texas, I wouldn't say be alarmed because guess what? Tesla has moved his headquarters to Austin, Texas. So there is going to be groundwork to be done in Texas and eventually into these other states that need it as well through solar and alternative energy that will help the people there. So with this being said, it made a lot of sense to how you can actually structure your state to where it helps the people. Here's one thing that I also have recognized in California. And I've spoken about this. California is in need of affordable housing. And a lot of people don't really understand that part of how that works. But there, you can actually buy homes to create affordable housing for people. You just need to do your homework 
with the, that particular city and how you can actually get into affordable housing to get those tax bonds. If we have more people that group together, they can create a nonprofit by affordable housing. It is lucrative. And it also does a service to the community in that city because in California, with these prices being so, so high, we need to take advantage of buying houses to make them or multifamily properties to make them affordable housing. It doesn't just have to be the billionaires. We just need to get educated and move forward and apply. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, and I got a question for you. So uh, the state of Texas is not paying you to say this, are they? <laughs> no, no. And let me also let me also let people know this. Texas has no state tax. California does. So when you go into a state, you don't have to pay no state tax with Texas. That right there. Well, for me, you know, as a business owner, that's why a lot of business owners. I'm not saying that I'm leaving. I'm still here in California. But other business owners from the Silicon Valley. They have actually left during this pandemic to set up their headquarters in Texas because Texas has no state tax. So automatically them going to Texas, their profit margin just went up because of no state tax. And they're allowing some of these people that they have as employees to work from home. So the ones that want to stay in California, they can remain in California while the headquarters of the company is in Texas. So you're seeing a lot of shift. You also are seeing companies go to Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia is a good place to go as well because it is not as high tax-wise as California and there's plenty of land and plenty of opportunity. They, we call it like the, it's, it's a new Hollywood. You got Tyler Perry down there with Tyler Perry Studios. He's employing tons of people through Tyler Perry Studios. So when you have innovators who step out and take risks like that, that helps develop the city, that helps develop the state. So these are other good places that people are also migrating to. And honestly, I would like to connect with a lot of agents and brokers in these other states because we can work together and provide vehicles for these people that do want to migrate out to make sure that they're migrating smoothly, that they're being handed off to someone that can take care of them in a state that they're not familiar with in real estate. Exactly. In fact, I do know a lot of um, uh, brokers outside of California that would love to uh, speak with you. And, and, and of course, the people who are listening to this podcast episode, plus the people that we connect with in California who are looking to um move to Texas or, or Georgia or even the state of Florida, which has a zero state tax, uh, this is a great time because if you're sitting on $300,000, $400,000 of equity or more, or you own the property outright, and, and I can tell you something, there's a lot of people here in California that are, that are thinking, you know, how can I get, how can I jumpstart my life? How can I reinvent myself as a business owner? How can I make the last 20 or 30 or 40 years of my life uh, at least have some kind of work-life balance or peace of mind, now may be the best time to do so. So what closing comments can you have, Valencia, on today's topic? The closing comments I will say right now is to, for the public out there, 
wherever you buried your personal goals, pull them out. Take this time to think about liquidating. I spoke with a young man yesterday and he was thinking to himself, maybe I should sell. And I said, this is a good time. If you're looking for a new start, or if you're looking to finally have that peace of mind, you're, you're, and you have a home, it is very much in demand right now. And you know, they always have this saying, there's no time like the present. Take advantage of it. Definitely, definitely take advantage of it. And for the ones who decide not to sell, the homeowners, Remember this, the people that are selling in your neighborhood, this is going to increase your taxes. What does that mean? Well, there are county, the county's assessor's office of each one of these counties throughout California, after this is all pretty much said and done, normally around their fiscal year, sometimes they will go out and review all these new assessed values. And if your value is assessed lower, there's a potential for them to assess it higher because these homes have sold. What does that mean? You could potentially have a higher tax amount that you have to pay on your house now, even if it's paid off. Or if you have a mortgage, it's just the way it is because of what's happening in our market. And a lot of people don't even know that. They'll get a tax bill and go, why is my taxes much higher? Because the people around you sold for much higher. So now since you live in that area, your taxes are higher too. So keep that in mind when you think about, uh, I don't maybe not want to liquidate and I just want to sit, you know, think, keep about, think about that. There's things that you should think about so you can have full discernment on what the decision is that you want to make. It's really your choice. Wow. <clears throat> That's, uh, that sounds like Valencia, the, the, the phrase they use in the stock market. Buy low, sell high. That's, that's what. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I hope you don't cause a panic sell in the San Francisco Bay Area after people listening to this. But, but on the real, what this means is that every person, every family, you know, if you're responsible for something, if you're responsible for your own financial plan, like you said, wealth creation. And I've always been told, and I've seen, and and, and partially experienced that real estate is the number one wealth creator. So if you're sitting on 200, 300, $500,000 in wealth, and you can, you know, uh, pull up your roots and move to a different state. Like my one of my friends moved from California to um, Eastern Nevada, or right, right outside of uh, Reno, Nevada. And they paid cash and still had $250,000 left over. I mean, these are the kind of decisions that people have to make because of this, this pandemic situation and because of the, the increased home prices in California. And again, I hope, this is not to create panic in the real estate market, but people need to do what they got to do. Well, right now, in the time frame that we're in, in this whole new golden age, this new era, this was, it was spoken that this is the time of redistrib redistribution of wealth mm -hmm. and people a lot of times don't understand what redistribution of wealth means well that means that a lot of money is being transferred all over the place 
and a lot of it back to the people. But it cannot be transferred to you if you're not consciously ready for it. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the reasons it's good for people to get information so they can say, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Because if you are sitting on something and your consciousness has not risen to a redistrib- redistribution of wealth that it can happen for you, then you don't get it. You only receive what you can consciously receive. And so this is one of the reasons it's important to get the information out. I'm not saying that everybody will understand it, but there will be some that say, you know, I didn't think about that. That's right. This is a good time because instead of being hot in chaos, now they can come to clarity. Then they can make adequate decisions for their future goals and present goals now with what they have. Even politicians and presidents, I think it was uh, Hillary Clinton said that said, uh, you know, crises should not go to waste. No crisis, no crises should go to waste. What does that mean? There are treasures in every obstacle, but it's your consciousness on whether it's an obstacle or a treasure. Only you can see that. I just pray that today that I've given information to people to where they can say, oh, now I can have, now I have discernment because now I see these can be options and choices for me. Now I can go back and say, this is a good time for me to retire because I have seen a lot of people retire. I have seen a lot of people finally say, oh, I can do this or I can open up this business and transition, whatever it is that you want to do. One thing to keep in mind, have a good CPA person. I have a good CPA person for myself. Have a good CPA person so you know what your tax liability is with these high values in California when you sell. So you can make sure that you're in a good situation for you and your family. And then also you can leave some generational legacy, some wealth to those that come after you. This is what we need to also put into position as well. Hey, I didn't want. I didn't want to. I got one more question. I didn't. I don't want to fan the flames. So basically, what you're saying, if you could walk away, for example, five hundred thousand dollars in 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 cashing out and and going someplace else, should that person say to themselves, "Well, California has the sun, it has the fun, it has the beaches, it has uh, well, I think it." You may still have the lifestyle in some respect, maybe not as much as work life, much work life balance as before. So basically, are you saying that people need to weigh both sides of the equation? Should I take the five hundred thousand and move someplace and have a, a different lifestyle, perhaps a better lifestyle, or should I stay in place and enjoy this beautiful California weather with the beaches and the mountains, and you can you can snow ski in the morning and go to the beach? in the afternoons and and, 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 and and play in the beach. Are you saying that's the decision that people need to make right now? What I'm basically saying is get a piece of paper and write down what you want. Mm-hmm. What do you want? Because most people don't know what they want and complaining becomes the number one part of their lives. This is not the time to complain. This is the time 
to accelerate what it is that you want. And what you want may end you up in may move you to migrate you to Florida. It may migrate you to Texas. It might migrate you to Atlanta. It doesn't have to necessarily be California. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's only comfort that we want to stay in because we're used to this. One thing about me and my family is that we're not afraid. We're not afraid to leave. We're not afraid to explore and adventure. That's what life really is about anyway. Property is everywhere. And so if you want to stay, then you may want to downgrade. You might not need that big house. You might want to go into a condo and take that other part of the equity and put it into something that brings money back to you for your retirement. There's there there's different options. And see that's what I'm saying. There's many options for you right now, especially if you own a home, than ever because of the demand. Will the demand stay the same in the next 6 to 12 months? Well, if we're out of this pandemic and everything is already solidified, that may not be the case. So once again, there's no time like the present. And you need to use the present time to make these choices. Absolutely. So what's your contact information, Valencia? You can contact me via my email is really good. You can contact me at buddharealty@gmail.com. That's b u d d h a r e a l t y at gmail.com. You can also contact me uh, via direct at 8184926324. And as well, I know you can contact Rick if you need to get in contact with me. Absolutely. So Valencia, I want to thank you for being a podcast guest and bringing I mean, I I'm just telling you the information that you brought today is probably the one of the I would say the top financial advice that a person can hear right now. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, things movements you can make with your stocks and everything, but when you're talking about six figures of of wealth transfer or as you said a distribution of 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 wealth or distribution of income or liquidation of property where you know you don't have you know access to $500,000 yesterday and today you have $500,000 of 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 money because you made some some power moves I'll call them this is probably the best financial advice a person can listen to right now especially in these times we are definitely in great times i'd like I'll, just to end with it your conscious behavior and what you're thinking will quicken whatever is happening in your life. All righty. So if this episode provoked some deep thought about improving things in your life, your your financial plan, uh please contact Valencia Burton at her email and the phone number that she left. And for regular business owners who found this episode uh thought provoking, Please do not hesitate to call me Rick Napier at 726-999-0999 or if you are a Spanish language business owner anywhere in the US please contact Jaylene Rodriguez Vice President Business Development at 786-697-3400. So anyway I want to thank Valencia for being a podcast guest today 
And Thank everyone you. listening to this, make it a great day. Thank you, Valencia. Thank you, Rick.